Welcome to Doing Time with Joe, a show of cautionary true stories of life inside prison. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and today's special guest is Udon Pianivon. Let's be honest, juvenile offenders scare us. With the rise of juvenile crime in all the major cities, I thought it would be fitting to have a juvenile offender come on and share his story to give us some insight into how the juvenile mind works. This young man has been locked up going on about 22 years now, and I think that what he has to say will be very important and educational to those of you listening. I hope you enjoy the show. My name is Wu Don. And when I was 16 years old, I was locked up and, and charged with first felony degree murder. I pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 40 years in prison for a crime that I did not commit. This year, I will be 40 years old. This is my story. I was a little, uh, I was a little over 18 years old when I pleaded guilty uh, to, to, to a murder charge that I did not do. On the day that I pleaded guilty, um, I was, I remember being a little bit worn out, uh, from my meeting, uh, with my trial attorney the day before, uh, worn out mentally. Uh, he came to see me and uh, discussed things with me. Uh, which, didn't, which didn't sound good. So on the day of the proceedings, I, I felt worn out mentally and felt a little bit numb at the same time and just thinking like, I just want to get this over with. I remember the proceedings went pretty swiftly. Um, when it was done, uh, they sent me back to the county jail. I went back into my cell. I was in the cell by myself at the time. Uh, I reflected uh, 
I replayed everything that just went down. Um, it took me a few minutes before I truly grasped what really happened. And when I did, I felt sick to my stomach that, mm -hmm. that I played out to a sentence or to something that I did not do. My head was spinning. Uh, I felt bad. It, it, it was like somebody just hit me in my gut and just knocked the wind up out of me. Uh, I started crying. Uh, it was It was a really terrible feeling. Mm. I think the same day I was moved up. Uh, 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 I was moved upstairs at the county jail. Uh, the ones that received a sentence, they get moved upstairs, I think. And they put me in a one-man cell. Um, I didn't come out for a wreck or anything like that because I was still feeling bad about what went down, what happened. And, uh, I could hardly eat, could hardly sleep. Uh, I didn't socialize much, kind of stayed to myself. Um, a few weeks later, uh, about 3, 4 in the morning, I, I think, uh, they woke me up and told me that I need to pack my stuff because I was going to prison. So, so now I'm, I'm waking up and thinking like, okay, this is getting real. Uh, not that it wasn't real at first, but it was getting more real. Uh, uh, didn't know what prison I was going to. I didn't know, uh, ins and outs or anything like that. Uh, uh, nobody told me anything. Um, but they took me and several guys, uh, to, uh, West Tennessee State Prison. Uh, at the time, uh, that prison was one of a, the classification center. And the classification center determines where you get put in the, in the system accordingly. And in my case, uh, it's the prison system. Um, when I got there, uh, there was a lot of guys that was already sick. It was somewhere in December. Uh, I guess it was flu season or something. And a few days later, probably about a week, uh, I got sick and I almost died. Uh, I, uh, I don't remember being this sick. Uh, I've been sick before, but not like this. I was, uh, I, 
I really thought I was going to die. Uh, uh, I went to the prison in Farmery. They checked me out, gave me a lot of medication, uh, told me it was going to help me. Uh, thank God that I pulled through. Mm, yeah. uh, I lost a few pounds along the way. Uh, but uh, thank God that uh, uh, he didn't let me die yet. So uh, while I was there, uh, I was classified. They told me I was going to Hardman County. Uh, it's a CCA facility. Some somebody told me that it recently opened, like in '97 or '98, and that it's like Buck Wild. It's it's, uh, it's kind of like the new Thunderdome and stuff like that. So uh, I didn't know anybody, and now it's kind of like. I, I need to prepare myself mentally for what's about to come. I stayed at the classification center uh, uh, for a little over a month, and they ship a lot of us off uh, on this low van to Hardman County. Uh, when I got there, or well, I mean, when we got there, I look around, uh, we, we was outside the building, and it was like, okay, this is going to be my home for the next whatever years. And if what I heard about this place is true, then I really need to pony up. Uh, uh, I got in there, they uh, checked us out, strip they strip searched us and stuff, and told us which place to go, uh, what unit, what power to go to. And they sent me straight to where it was going down. Mm -hmm. uh, straight in there, uh, like, you know, like, fuck wild in there. Mm -hmm. So, I've, I've told myself that I'm going to do whatever I need to do to defend myself, to protect myself. And the first thing that I need to get a hold of was a pocket knife, a knife, a shank, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so I, I went in this pod, uh, went to my assigned cell. Uh, I didn't get there, like, I didn't even get to put my stuff up. This guy approached me and said, did I want did I want it to buy a knife, a, a, a pocket knife? I said, yes. So he went and got it, sold it for me for about eight, ten dollars or whatever. Uh, uh, for a while, that pocket knife went everywhere I went, just about. Uh, because my, because the way
way I look at it is I'd rather get caught with it than without it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was I was called out by the counselor, and they told me what job and stuff like that, uh, where I was about my job assignment, and they put me in school. Uh, I went to school and uh, I went to the law library as well. Uh, uh, trying to check up on my case, trying to read up on my case to see if there's anything that I can do to get a brand new trial because I've made a mistake by pleading out to a crime that I didn't do and I want to see how I can overturn uh, my sentence and get a new trial. Uh, I went to school in the morning and went to the library in the evening uh, and asked for help. Uh, people showed me around. People uh, uh show me what to look up and the stuff that I read about what happened in my case was really was really bad. There was a lot of error. Uh, uh, there was a lot of flaws and somehow, somewhere I thought I could get back in and get a new trial. Um, it would took it would take me about almost a year for me to go back to court. Uh, uh, but during that time, I uh, graduated and got my GED. Uh, you know, uh, I felt really good about it. To me, it was a milestone. Uh, but I kept it to myself because during that time, uh, uh, I thought that it would make me look weak if I, you know, celebrate or show somebody, hey, you know, I've accomplished something. Um, so I had help filing some paperwork to court and went back to court a few times, uh, but got denied on everything that I have found. Uh, and I was even told uh, that I've exhausted all my legal remedies. And on top of that, I'm still stuck with a 40-year sentence. So, my last option is to, to file for clemency. And that's where my pastor and friend and spiritual advisor comes in. Her name is Diana. Uh, she's been with me uh, uh, for a long time, uh, almost since day one, since I've been incarcerated. Um, I praise God for I thank God for uh, her her love for me never wavered. 
um, God gave her a revelation uh, uh, about how to go uh, filing his paperwork. Uh, it's a miracle in itself. It's powerful testimony. Uh, you got to hear from her. Um, so she filed his paperwork on my behalf. Uh, a clemency uh, asking uh, for my time to be commuted to, 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 to time served. Uh, to this day, it's been about or well, almost a year uh, uh, since we since we filed the paperwork. We've not got any responses uh, from the parole board because I think one I think one of the reasons is because of the pandemic. Um, until then, uh, I have served 23 years of a 40-year sentence. Uh, because of the many, many, many bad choices that I've made in my life. Um, if anybody's listening to this, I want to implore you, please, if possible, if possible, think about what what you do or what you are doing because actions have real real consequences and whether you believe it or not it does determine your future so don't play don't play around uh you got to understand, from my perspective, I'm telling you, this is not a game. Uh, you have no clue uh, uh, what the legal system or what the prison or what the prison system is really, really about. It's, it's, it is bigger than what you think. So. Think about your actions. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Until next time, stay present.